This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for greater Dandenong food tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. Hello there, I'm Kate Stevenson. So, of course, you are listening to the podcast version of Relish. That's a show that airs each Saturday morning on Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. Well, another week, another unbelievably qualified chef hits town. South Korean-born Jay Bang has worked at some of the world's best. We're talking El Bully, Arzak, Daniel Raynar. And right now, he is right here in Melbourne, bringing us his take on New Nordic at Fryer. So, what can we expect? Also, speaking of international chefs, Alejandro Saravia is the Peruvian who fell in love with Gippsland. And thanks to him, we all fell in love with his new restaurant farmer's daughters. Well, he's got a lot more to give. I'll ask him about his brand new venture, Victoria by Farmer's Daughters, set to open in the centre of the city at Fed Square. And this week in food, a focus on the Yarra Valley, where some of the region's best are ready to welcome you with fresh new menus this winter. All that still to come on the Relish podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to greater Dandenong food tours. They let you travel the world without a passport on Easy Music. 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, relax with us and all your favourite songs. means all the songs you love from the 60s, 70s and 80s. Easy Music 3MP. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. Well, the mass migration of world-class chef con- chefs continues. In recent weeks, I've interviewed French and Mexican chefs with serious Michelin pedigree, and it doesn't stop there. My next guest is a South Korean chef who has graced the kitchens of two and three Michelin-starred restaurants in Spain and the US, and most recently was at the helm of Norway's Reynar Restaurant Group. He has now arrived to run the kitchen at new Scandinavian-inspired Friar here in Melbourne. Jay Bang, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's quite an intro, isn't it? You have spent time at some of the best restaurants in the world. We're talking Al Bulli, Arzac, Daniel, among others. How different are all of those kitchens? How, how long does it sort of take to see how different chefs lead their teams? Very short, I think, in my opinion. Literally every single one of them seemingly strong characteristics. Yeah. Um, regards their food, also an operation. Maybe some good ones and bad ones, yeah. I would say, that I can take and discard. But in general, like, I have, yeah, basically learned really a lot from every single one of them. And, and then I was wondering, because even, you know, from country to country, so we're talking Spain, we're talking the US, and then obviously you went across to Scandinavia and we have an idea of Scandinavia as being a, a little bit more relaxed. Was it very different when you arrived there? Yeah, I mean, it was very different, but definitely it wasn't relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of overkill there. Yeah, I mean, the one in Norway was quite different in terms of the way it was operating. You were only open for four days yeah. a week, 22 to 24 guests maximum. But uh, the amount of work, everyone was basically starting at, I would say, 8, 7.30 in the morning until 12.30, 1 o'clock easily. Yeah. So, yeah, well, to say, yeah, well, that's very small guest for very many chefs, but yeah, it was uh, not... Uh, I think it was very intense still. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I and I can know. see you getting around Melbourne. Are you on a tram now? 
I am actually. I was. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying the trip. It's the best way to get around. And so, so why Australia for you now, Jay? How have you ended up here? It wasn't just about operating the restaurant business. And many people had asked me, why did you move from a restaurant to to a new opening restaurant where you will have to literally build a whole new reputation? But uh, like our CEO, Soren, he's extremely into like sustainability and uh, the human ecosystem and how we can implement ourselves to the community. Like nowadays, it's very hard for I think everywhere in in the world to to get a chefs or or waiter staffs. Our job is not easy, and of course, you don't have the best sort of work and life balance in this industry because everyone's extremely <laughs> busy when everyone else is enjoying themselves. I'm I'm almost using <laughs> work club and Freya as a tool so that we could slowly build a platform maybe train the hospitality leaders and have a discussion, have a seminar. At the end, like, if I'm standing in the same kitchen 10 years later for same industry, I don't want to face the problems that I'm facing or we are facing now. Hopefully by then we have done something right mm. so that this is a better place to work and maybe we have a little better image yeah um and and the nice thing is you know you want to be part of that you're creating it jay we do need to take a quick break but i am dying to hear what we can actually expect from fryer here in melbourne will you hang around a bit longer of course. great stick around jay bang executive chef at fryer restaurant will be back after these easy music favorites on easy music 3mp this is the relish podcast with kate stevenson for greater dandenong food tours they let you travel the world without a passport Easy Music 3MP, I'm Kate Stevenson. You're listening to Relish and I'm speaking with Jay Bang. He's executive chef at the new Nordic-inspired Fryer restaurant. And Jay, what can we expect from Fryer? What is the idea behind it? What I learned in Scandinavian countries is that you don't have an option to be seasonal. I would say that. Like in, for example, um, when, I, when I moved down to Melbourne, I could still get strawberry or watermelon now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty crazy. So with these things, like it's an optional. Like if you want to use a strawberry in the restaurant, that's you can still get them without a problem. I don't believe in that. Like I believe in the nutrition when they're in peak season, and all. It's not to mention about the flavor, but of course the flavor going throughout the year. We will try to pick the ingredients that are best in season, and then that's where the idea of the fermentation and preserving those. And this, these are our strengths, I think. Like we are trying to implement all these extreme seasonal uh, ingredients into our dish and by curing or salting, you know, fermenting, making a vinegar and, um, you know, and we layer our food with those to have our own flavor profile. And I guess that also means you're supporting local industry, aren't you? Because if you're buying it out of season, it can't be coming from here. You know, it can't be coming from Victorian growers or probably even New South Wales growers. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's one of my strong passion to support the local farmers or fishermen. I try to work as close as possible within this boundary. Of course, it doesn't mean that 
sometimes I have to get certain products from either New South Wales or South of, South of Australia. And even on our menu, we clearly mentioned that we get our product from these vendors. Um, and favourite dish on the menu right now, Jay? I don't have one, sorry. <laughs> it's like, a favourite child? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have one. I have two children and then I think they're both <laughs> um, And have you just quickly, <laughs> since arriving in Australia, have you encountered any ingredients that are new to you? Oh, yeah, plenty. It's, it's totally crazy out here. A lot of native um, ingredients that I have, I was exposed to. Yeah. It was totally crazy. I'm, I'm personally, like, obsessed with um, citrus. And you guys have some of the most amazing like native citruses that I've ever even heard or tasted and they're they're really phenomenal. Amazing. Jay Bang, executive chef at Fryer Restaurant. We are so happy that you are here in this city. We'll remind people to head to fryerrestaurant.com. That's F-R-E-Y-J-A restaurant.com to check out your gorgeous menu and to plan their visit. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, the Peruvian who fell in love with Gippsland and is now championing the rest of regional Victoria. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. On Easy Music, 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station. Easy Music 3MP. Where the music is nearer and clearer in stereo right across Melbourne. There is more 3MP to love by upgrading your radio to DAB+. Change the way you listen to 3MP. There is more to love on DAB+. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. Well, the details of this one are still a little bit of a mystery to me, but given who's involved... I know it will be special. Alejandro Saravia has been Gippsland's champion for years now, culminating in the opening of Farmer's Daughters, which serves beautiful produce from the region. But he's about to open Victoria by Farmer's Daughters at Fed Square. So what does that mean? Let's ask him. Alejandro Saravia, good morning. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Very well. Well, there's a bit of a hint in the title. So what's the idea behind Victoria by Farmer's Daughters? Well, Victoria, it's a project that was born out of the success of Farmer's Daughters at Eddie Collins. Um, when we opened Farmer's Daughters in January 2021, uh, in the middle of COVID, we, uh, we started to receive a lot of emails from different farmers, producers, distilleries, uh, winemakers in all, all around Victoria. And because Farmer's Daughters uh, at Eddie Collins is committed to represent Gippsland, to bring Gippsland closer to Melbourne and to champion Gippsland produce, we had it to say, well, thank you very much, but we sadly, we can't use your produce in our restaurant. And that gave us the idea of reaching out further uh, than Gippsland and uh, uh, around Victoria. And that's why we decided that bringing Victoria together in a space, in an iconic landmark like Federation Square, with the collaboration of Federation Square was a good idea. And well, since uh, a year ago, we started working on the on the concept of host regional Victoria in a space that celebrates Victorian producing the quality of our produce, the diversity of our regions, the yeah. culture, uh, the culture of our, our artists as well and regions and the people behind them.
And so is it all regions at once, Alejandro? Will, will you sort of rotate around Victoria with the menu? We will be celebrating different regions at the time. Yeah. Uh, we're aiming to have two regions for three months celebration of these or residency of these regions in the restaurant. And we will be focusing on highlighting their products, highlighting their culture, their art, and the people of those regions. But in between, we will be celebrating Victoria as a whole. Yeah. Um, so the menu is very much committed to only source Victorian produce. Our bar and wine uh, offering is exclusively from Victoria to Victorians in the world. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're very, very proud of uh, just being sourcing Victoria. And 180 seats in the restaurant, Alejandro. This is going to be an absolute boon for so many farmers and producers, won't it? Well, exactly. We, we the, the restaurant is designed in a, in a way that there are different pockets, different dining rooms that we will be activating through the trading of the restaurant. Yeah. We have a gallery dining room that celebrates art. We have the main dining room that has a sensory approach on the dining experience. We also have private dining rooms that are set to host guest chefs, guest, guest producers, and our beautiful wine library, which will be the first wine library or wine space dedicated 100% for Victorian wines and the history and tradition of Victorian winemaking. Absolutely amazing. Alejandro Saravia, co-founder of Victoria by Farmer's Daughters. We know everything you you put your hand to turns to gold and you've been so amazing for the people of Gippsland. This is going to be great for the rest of the state. I know people will head straight to victoriarestaurant.com.au to plan their visit once it opens on July 28. Thank you so much for sharing all the details with us today. Thank you very much, Kate. Thanks, Alejandro. Stick around. This Week in Food is next. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport on Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish and this is the time that usually I share a few tips on where and what to eat and drink and this week I'll do the same but there is a theme. If you're sick of watching friends and family on social media lapping it up in North Queensland or even worse, Europe, you can still travel. There are a myriad of wineries and eateries in the Yarra Valley who are ready to keep us fed, watered and oh so warm with brand new winter menus. So here are a few. At the ever-popular Isabella's Restaurant at Rochford Wines, winter means a long lunch or dinner with some great wine. You could go for their three-course option and choose from mains like Beef Oyster Blade, Seafood Lig... Seafood linguine or cockavan, each of which comes with a thoughtfully matched wine, or you could choose any of those a la carte, plus some more casual options like gourmet pizzas. And if you're not up for a heavy dessert, maybe try one of their Rochford gin infused sorbets. You can check out the full menus at rochfordwines.com.au. Over at Tarawara Estate, it's a bit of a welcome home for their new head chef, Joel Alderici, who grew up in the area and he did his apprenticeship at that very venue 12 years ago. Now he's back, he's come up with three and four set course menus celebrating local seasonal produce, including a four course plant-based menu. Some highlights 
highlights include eggplant with macadamia jam, flowers and herbs, or maybe the smoked duck with quince, kumquat and black garlic. Make sure you do allow enough time to check out that beautiful gallery there before or after your meal. Head to tarawara.com.au to plan your visit. Now, after a devastating fire, Belgowney Estate is back with a brand new restaurant, 1309, and a brand new winter menu to go with it. Of course, Chef Grant Flack aims to champion locally sourced and sustainable ingredients, but also obviously come up with some dishes that will work beautifully with Belgowney wines. Having a look at the menu, I would struggle to choose between for Maine the grilled Buxton trout fillet or the slow-cooked goat shoulder, or, though I think you do have that one to share between two. You can see the entire mouth-watering menu at belgowney.com slash Yarra Valley. And finally... I haven't visited the brand new Bigger Better Four Pillars Distillery at Healesville yet, and I am dying to. So if you do get up that way over winter, I'd love you to get some photos and send me a bit of a report. Let me know how it is. You can send me an email at relish at 3aw.com.au. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me on this podcast version of Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. You can listen in live on the radio next Saturday at 8am. You can look for the next podcast on the 3MP website or you could just download the 3MP app. Easy music, 3MP. Relish returns Saturday morning from 8 on Easy Music 3MP.